I definitely do believe like I would not be in the position that I'm in without rising coaches. Today on the podcast, we get to speak with a coach who was born and raised in St. Joseph, Missouri. She went on to start her playing career at Evansville for two years and finished her career at Damon University. She started working as a director of basketball operations with rising coaches and through hard work, she has grown into various roles such as the intern position with Minnesota and a Dobo role with Buffalo, leading her into her current position as the assistant coach at Buffalo University while still being a critical part in the rising coaches organization. We are excited to formally introduce Coach Aaron Sonata. Our friends at Dr. Dish Basketball are here to help you take your team's training to the next level this season. Get an exclusive discount on the in-game changing features on select Dr. Dish Rebel Plus, All-Star Plus, and CT Plus shooting machines by mentioning the Rising Coaches podcast or let them know that the Rising Coaches organization had sent you just to get your exclusive discount. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rising Coaches podcast. I'm your host, Doug Caputo, alongside your co-host here, Alan Major, and we have a first time we're able to get somebody who is currently working with not only a university, but as well as Rising Coaches itself. We have the assistant for the women's basketball team here for Buffalo University, Coach Sinat. Aaron, how are we doing? I am good. I am good. Uh, just got done with some shooting practice early this morning and uh, yeah, get, getting here. Haven't even had a sip of coffee yet, so that's how we're doing. <laughs> Looks like we might have to give you some time to wake up then. Give you a little, give you a little decompressed time then. Um, <laughs> yes. So just to kind of give you a down low of how things will go. First thing that we're going to talk about a little bit is we're going to jump in like the first segment. We'll talk about your briefly on your playing career, but then how that kind of ventured into your journey as to where you are currently. And then we'll get a little bit into, of course, just helping with rising coaches, the experiences that maybe that's gave you as well as your coaching experiences. Uh, at the very end, what we'll do is we have a little segment we like to call three quick hitters, basically just three quick personal questions uh, just to let people kind of get, get to know you a little bit better. And then we'll close it and wrap it all up. But like I said, we'll circle back to your playing career. So one thing, of course, we want to shed some light on is the path you took to where you to get to where you are now. Um, you started your career at Evansville, rounded it out at Damon University, and then your first gig was a GA spot. But let's let's boil it back a little bit and talk about, like, of course, your playing career. And, and of course, we'll just kind of start with that. Yeah. So I um, grew up in a suburb of Chicago. So obviously very like basketball heavy, hoops heavy mm -hmm. city. I had the privilege of playing with just like one of the most incredible um, AAU programs and also had the privilege of actually loving the sport of basketball. So, you know, did kind of grow up playing everything, doing everything, but basketball just, there was nothing like it. And, and it, it just brought, it taught so much and it brought so much out of me, you know, just, just really was able to mature like through sport. So then when I um, kind of, you know, kind of started rising in the ranks and the skill level was kind of, you know, getting there and things like that. I was like, might have a shot at, you know, not paying for college and, mm -hmm. and doing the dang thing. Um, and so, <laughs> so yeah, I just, you know, just, I loved playing and, and, and because of that, I also played with other great, great people that, that, you know, not only made that a better situation, but, you know, just got a lot of eyes on, on me. And um, yeah, I felt like Evansville, the Missouri Valley, my whole family actually is SIU alums. So oh, wow. like, okay. I was like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's go be a purple ace. Let's mix spent, up a little bit. I spent, I spent the year in Carbondale. I know that I know yeah. the Valley life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, I think Valley is, Valley is, is great basketball. Um, it's great in the Midwest, league. you know, my family being in uh, Carbondale and in, uh, in Chicago, I think it, it was just perfect situation. And it was a place where I felt like I could really go and kind of develop and grow. And um, I think as, as young women, we, some of us come in really mature. Some of us come in not really mature kind of from a physicality standpoint and things like mm -hmm. that. And I knew, I knew that I still kind of had some, had some inches left in me and also just mm -hmm. had some physicality ways to like develop and things like that. And I thought it would be perfect to, to do it in that league. So went to Evansville, gave it two years. It, you know, didn't necessarily work out the best way. I think I learned a lot of what I want, what I don't want, um, mm -hmm. how I want to be treated versus, you know, how I don't want to be treated, things like that. 
my, my head coach got fired during my freshman year. And so I think wow. life got very real, very fast. Um, as an 18 year old, I was, you know, going through things because um, sports are a business and you don't realize oh, yeah. that my parents, both being in corporate America, um, all through, all throughout my childhood, I think they were like, wow, like our 18 year old is going through like real life stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and it really just boiled down to, you know, what experience did I want? And, and things like that. And, and at the end of the day, I had, I loved basketball. So that will, that's what kind of propelled me um, kind of through those two years is kind of what can I get out of this and, and things like that. Loved Evansville as a university, loved going there. I had built a really awesome community outside of it, just with some extracurriculars I had been doing and things like that. But ultimately, yeah, just kind of got through it for two years and, and then, um, and kind of looked at transferring, um, I say transferring pre-transfer portal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And then, I mean, a big thing too, that of course I wanted to talk about was, so you going to Evansville and then going to Damon now, obviously at Damon, maybe, but Evansville, of course you got recruited. I'm sure you did at Damon as well as probably. And then it was probably the, obviously at the, at the time, the second bet, but what ended up kind of like recruiting tactics ended up getting you to Evansville and then ultimately to Damon, like, was it the coach? Was it the school? Yeah, I think honestly, I think it was, I think it was more so the school, the school and the league. I think, I think being in the Missouri Valley, um, like I said, I think location. And I also think, yeah, like as a school, like it's a very, at that point in my life, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. Jokes on me. <laughs> like, so sorry, mom. Uh-huh. Dad. And so before, <laughs> and I really enjoyed that it was a smaller campus as well. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, my high school was like triple the size of what my college was. And so I felt like it was something where I was going to be supported. Um, You know, it was going to be smaller class sizes. My load was going to be obviously a lot more because you're playing basketball for 20 hours a week. You're traveling, you're doing all those things. Um, And then from a major standpoint, I felt like it was like a really good fit for kind of where I was academically um, and what I was, what I was wanting and and pre-med and things like that. I had also had a really great relationship with one of the coaches had actually, I played with her younger sister. She was a couple years older than me. Um, and then her, she actually had um, a really great relationship with my AAU coach. And so there was kind of that familiarity of like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to get taken care of mm-hmm. things like that. And then sure. um, actually once we had gotten there, I'd survived my first eight weeks of summer because everyone knows that that, that eight weeks right. changes you. Um, exactly. it's the, it, separates, it separates the oil and the water. So. No doubt. And uh, it was our last workout. And um, that, that coach that had recruited me got a job at her alma mater and to go back uh, and, and be an assistant at Wisconsin. She was young and I was like so happy for her and things like that. But, um, you know, I think that was, you know, just like I said, the, the business the business shining through too. So, yeah. And then you even mentioned a little bit about the pre the, uh, the transfer portal. So I've always wanted to ask people this and I'm glad you brought it up too. It's like, how did that help you ultimately? Yes. In your career for playing, but then how did that help you? Uh, you mentioned before that it helped you um, in your coaching career as well. Yeah. So I think being a product of transfer kind of when it wasn't cool, like it, it wasn't, it was really hard. Like nobody, yeah. There were no, sure. like, this is how you do it. This is fun. Yeah. Like, it was just like, people didn't like leave or quit. You know, obviously like there was like those high level kids that was normal, but like mm-hmm. when it kind of came to like, I had known any, like, I didn't know anybody really that was like, oh, this is, you know, you kind of were like, nah, like, bro, once you commit, like you're there, like you're, you know, <laughs> right. And that's how, and that's how I had been my whole life. Like I played for Chicago Hoops Express from like seventh grade on, like I, mm-hmm. I had the same, like my AU coach has known me since I was 12 or 13. So it's just one of those things where like, that was really hard for me. Like I'm a very, like, I joke all the time on my staff, like I'm a golden retriever. I just yeah, show yeah. up wagging my tail, ready to go. Like right. next, um, <laughs> chase a tennis ball, wherever you throw it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Come back too. Like I always come back. <laughs> right. And so I think it was really hard for me just from like a character standpoint to kind of come to terms with, but then also too, I, I really use it as, as an opportunity to propel myself into like, this time I get to get it right, you know? 
mm-hmm. um, not saying anything I did like affected the way that outcome was. I just think bad fit. Like I said, the business is shining through. You got coaching changes. You have a program really trying to figure it out, an athletic department trying to figure it out. And I had given it two years. You know, I could have I could have been one and done and said, nah, like this isn't for me but just really tried to stick it out. And then, yeah. So then when I kind of went to that second, so you have to like get your permission to contact, you have to (laughs) meet with all these people. You have to meet with your AD, you have to meet with your SWA, you have to like write a bunch of stuff. Like it was just this, they get to process. Yeah. Yeah. They get to tell you like where you can transfer, where you can't transfer. That was petty. We won't get into that, but it was just all this, (laughs) all this stuff that I was just like, Oh my gosh. And then thankfully my AAU coach, which like I joke with him all the time. Cause when I first met him, he had like a Nokia, like just normal, like T9 text, but like this, and we, it was like iPhone era was like full blown. There was no reason for the Nokia. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> and and he's probably gonna watch this and be like I literally <laughs> <laughs> right. but but that's just how it was and he didn't have Twitter like he didn't like you know what I mean and then when I went to college he got Twitter and he was kind of in the beginning of his like Twitter career because it was kind of blowing up and in in publicity for women's hoops like mm-hmm. like prep hoops all those things were kind of getting more on the girl's side and so he felt like it was kind of a shift it was a good way to stay in touch and post gym times and practice times and things like that. I'm like very uh, envious of, of him on Twitter now because now he's all over the place, but he literally posted my permission to contact. Oh, wow. So I just sent wow. him, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm free here. We like, what a, you know what I mean? there, was, there <laughs> yeah. had obviously been like, he is a father figure to me. And so there had been serious conversations throughout that year of like, yeah, I'm not, this isn't right. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know much about the whole coaching or how sports work, but this isn't feeling like it's going to be, be right. So I think he, he had, he had known that I was kind of, you know, not in a great headspace and and struggling a little bit. And um, like I said, then got through, posted the permission to contact my phone blew up. Wow. <laughs> I was like, Oh my goodness. And yeah, so I work. gave myself, yeah, I gave myself 24 hours. Cause I, I had not, I did not tell, anyone on my team like that how I felt the entire season um but I had probably known like Thanksgiving that like this was not for me um or it wasn't something I wanted to continue on to see the future of um but I didn't want my teammates to like not think that I didn't have their back not think I you know wasn't a good yeah one foot in yeah one foot out the door yeah yeah because that's like just not who I am and and so I literally did not tell anybody and then when that, and then I had to obviously talked to my teammates, things like that, had all those proper meetings, sent that, he posted it, phone blew up. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then what a type A person like me does is makes his <laughs> Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> all list of all the names that we have and start chipping yep. away. Yeah. I let him so, red and green. <laughs> yep. Literally. <laughs> um, that's literally what I did. Every coach that, so I kind of left my phone off. Um, I ended up having something. Um, that I had to, um, had to do with um, like an extra kind of club that I was belong- like I belonged to. And so um, we were like going somewhere that day. And so I just kind of like any, any calls I didn't pick up, I just kind of let them go through. And then I kind of filtered them from there. So I call and say like, hey, school, whatever, like we're really interested in you, blah, blah, blah. I'd go Google it, kind of go through, okay, like they're in Ohio they don't have my major, they, whatever, like I can call them back respectfully and say, Hey, like looking, you know, appreciate you, you know, you calling me, I'm looking for a school that has, you know, this major, I, I don't see that blah, blah, blah. Right. They, then they obviously go through the process of, well, but you could do this and graduate with oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had also had a shift of majors of, I was pre-med bio my first two years. And now I wanted to be a business major. I took one sports management minor at Evan or uh, sports management class for like potentially to do a minor um, because you're there over the summer. You like have to take so many dang classes. And so I was like, I'll take a sports management class. Sure. Changed my life. I was like, I could, I can make money doing, I can have a career doing this. <laughs> it was the coolest thing ever. We went and like looked at state, like it was just mind blowing. And I was like, and I'm sitting in OCHEM, like what? yeah what is this right um and my parents were you know they're business minded they you know are in corporate america and i was just like i've been getting emails and scheduling things since i was like six like we're good like i can do this so that was kind of the other kicker was you know wherever i was transferring needed to have like a really good business program needed to have some sort of i didn't want to do sports management i wanted to do business wanted to take sports management classes but i you know kind of wanted that business degree and then i wanted to be able to graduate those two like those four years um, there wasn't for me, I was like, nah, we're not doing this. If 
five-year, six-year, seven-year plan. Like we're, right. we're, you don't we're want getting to there. Like, plan? nope, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something on Twitter that man's playing like his seventh or eighth season. And I'm like, Lord bless your soul and yeah, your knees yeah. and your ankles and your no toe doubt. bones, everything. I was like, oh, no uh, doubt. we have a six, we have a six year this year. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're dang near my age, girl. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> the good thing though, it's funny. It, it, it probably now gives you empathy when you're now recruiting, right? Like in yes. terms of dealing with transfers, because you've walked that walk, you've lived that life of like, for whatever reason, kids do it now. It's really doesn't matter. It's like, Hey, you can just say I've been where you've been. And that's a big deal. Like empathy and coaching is a big deal period. Mm -hmm. But like, just especially in recruiting, just to be able to crack open the conversation with like, Hey, I, I know where you're coming from. I, I'm assuming that's probably helped when you first start initiating that contact with kids that are coming in the portal. Yeah, absolutely. And that's literally what, that's like what we do. Um, We, as a program, obviously being in year two, we don't want to be kind of transfer portal heavy. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I feel like you recruit and you don't necessarily always know what your scholarship numbers are going to look like, you know, right. And, and we, you know, as a staff, like we all played, we all have been through it, things like that. And, and so um, we obviously want to recruit to have kids here for the long haul. That's like a very, like, that's just Buffalo, you know, you come to Buffalo, you can't leave um, because this place is like magical. But yeah, so that was part of the thing where the first kind of conversation that I have, like with someone looking to transfer or even with you goes or anything like that is like, have your wish list, you know, Mm -hmm. have your, have your three, like, this is like what I need, like, no, like there's nothing teetering that maybe it's only two, maybe you're like open. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the other thing is just, I, I really try to empower them to like, okay, if this is a non-negotiable, like that needs to be like highest priority. And then as like, as someone recruiting you, like you want to graduate with a business major after being pre-med for two years, let's see if we can make it happen. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to make it happen. Like I'm going to figure out a way with compliance, with academics, like I'm our academic liaison, like I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. And I'm going to present that to you. You want, you know, a big school, you want a small school, you want to be in a competitive league, like all those things. Like I just really try to like, not only just for me, but like as somebody who has been a former player has gone through transferring is just, yeah. like I just try to yeah. say like, have those three things, have those non-negotiables because it, it helps, it helps you to not like when you're in a, you know, a 17 year old going on a college campus, going on an official visit, like you're not seeing the school. You're not, yeah. you don't think all. about anything. <laughs> right. You're like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Like, yeah. It's college. And you usually, and so, it's, it's the last thing that you see is what you end up like, that's why so many kids on that last visit, yeah. like they end up going there. Exactly. Because it's and it, like, yeah. that's the last thing that it's caught fresh. their eye. Right. It's know, this, it's this smoke. Yeah. It's the smoke and mirrors. It's this exactly. hype. It's this, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. And so I think that's the biggest thing is like, it's like, they've been, they know, like they've been in college, they, they know. And, and then I just really try to empower them of like, what's your, what are your three things? And if you don't have three things, like go think about what your experience yeah. was for sure why you're transferring make sure that you know those are going to align and and things like that if it's you know if it's a team perspective it's location like i said league a competitive league um even just women's basketball being supported equally as men's basketball like whatever your three things are that are going to like propel you through Mm -hmm. and like make you happier i guess than kind of or like give you a better experience and like that's what yeah. That's what I try to kind of pull out of them. Usually some of them are pretty good about having it. Um, like I said, we've only had to, this is, we're going into year two. So transfer portal wise, like we didn't do a ton. We didn't do a ton from that standpoint, but the ones that we did first off, we hit it off with them right away. Mm-hmm. Um, second off, like they were like, no bullshit. Like these are my three things. You have yeah, 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 things, yeah. Right. You brought them on campus and like, yeah, you know, for sure. No, the more the more clear kids are, it's a big deal. I I used to say the most important four most important words in the process are what do you want? Because yep. if you know that, <laughs> a good one, yeah. If you know that, then mm-hmm. the biggest shiniest thing can come knocking on your door, and you're like, I'm good. Yep. You know? Yeah. If you yeah, don't know, then yeah. that, those big shiny things are just gonna steamroll you because yeah, you're gonna gonna be really exactly. you're just gonna get caught up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think for four year kids too, like that's 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 where we're at, especially um, kind of, like I said earlier, like all of us played all four of us on um, our, all of us on our staff played college basketball, our athletic trainer played college basketball. Like, and so for, for us, it's like, we are like, go see everything, go right. talk to everyone, go right. like, go put it under the, the microscope. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go hit Duff's too, wings like, in Buffalo. 
go hit dust wings, go hit barbell, go hit elmos, go to, go to you just wing nuts, no, go to, yeah. You just walked right <laughs> into that dog. You just, uh, you just yeah, I know. Up. I know what I was doing. You just I opened up uh, the <laughs> can of wings. You just opened I was up in can Buffalo, of wings not too. on that one, man. I was in Buffalo like last year for work and, and um, yeah, made sure it hit Duff's. That was what everyone told me. So that's the one thing I kept up here. I'm like, all right. That's okay. Duff's is okay. Well, we can talk it about that off the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so kind of we already transitioned a little bit into it, which is a perfect nice little segue. But uh, you talked about your previous roles, you know, First one being a GA spot in a marketing department, sport marketing department in Southern Illinois, which is unique. And we'll, we'll get on that a little bit. And you even mentioned how you were coming out of a pre-med program. And then that led you into what uh, Minnesota, which then led you into a Dobo and recruiting position at Buffalo. Um, and we'll talk about the, the next step that you recently just had, but starting with those, the, the Dobo, the recruiting operation roles, um, and then obviously the intern role at Minnesota. Talk a little bit about like, did you like your experience with those, but then like takeaways and what did you learn from those positions? Yeah. So I'll kind of start. So obviously like kind of playing career ended kind of midway through that. Uh, this is advice that I have for like my seniors now or my last year kids, anybody that's like kind of segueing and like are going to be in their last year of college is I use winter break as like, I'm not in class. And so I need to be like bettering myself. I need to think about my future. Um, I take, you know, I think I was taking like an hour or so like every Tuesday or Thursday or something, or just whatever, like you have so much downtime. Um, and I was like making calls, looking into programs. I knew I wanted to be a GA. Um, I didn't, I didn't think I wanted to coach. Unfortunately, everybody had a whole- always says that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no. you off, but every no, coach yeah. we've talked to, most majority of them always say, like, didn't know I really wanted to coach or move up to this level. No, I was terrified. I was like, no, like I yeah. you know, obviously had had like my experience um, transferring to Damon changed my life with my first female head coach I'd ever had in my entire life. And she just she just got it out of me, like in a way that I had never, you know, been pushed and challenged and my leadership was elevated. Um, I'd actually had a career ending injury my junior year and she like, didn't let that stop. Like my presence, who I was in my, you know, kept coaching you. And I was like, girl, like my angle is not attached to my body. Like I don't want to be like, (laughs) no, I want to like feel bad for myself. I want to quit. I want to go home. I want to like, no, like, I don't like, I want to be miserable. I want to lay in the training room and like cry about my life. Yeah, yeah, go in the woods. Was, literally, yeah. Um, and so, and she was just like, nope, like, okay, here's what you can do and whatever. Like, and so that was something that I think, like, you we, obviously, like, it, it changes your perspective of the game. Um, and then I think it helped me be a better teammate when I was a senior um, because we were building a really awesome program at D. Um, I was the first, I was like, my coach's kind of first recruiting class and then her first, second, I think, real season D2. And so it was really awesome because since then they've made it to the NCAA tournament every year. Um, they've won a ring every single year. And, you know, it's, it's really cool to, to get calls from those teammates that, you know, were freshmen my senior year of like, Hey, like this rings for you. Like this rings, you know, because of you, like wow. you helped us like learn, you know, and you helped mold us and build a program and to know that like what this bond is in this locker room is so sacred and things like that. And that's a direct correlation of like how much my coach poured into me um, mm-hmm. when I didn't feel like I was had a role or, or did anything due to an injury. Um, and yeah. so I think that was one of those things where kind of like had sparked something. I was like, I know myself, if I go do this, it's going to be the highest level. It's going to yeah, be yeah. the, the <laughs> right. hardest, the hardest, the most, the you know, higher the risk, higher reward, like I'm going to go for it mm-hmm. um, and things like that. And so I was like, I know I want to work in sports. I know this is like kind of what I'm graduating with. Like, let me, let me see, you know, cause I don't want to just be another player that becomes a coach. And then you're kind of coaching out of a space. That's like, I wish I was still out there. Yeah. Um, you know, you, so you coach like selfishly, you coach like, Oh, I would never do that. Like, yeah. 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 And it's I didn't easy. want that. You'd be, like, you'd be a barker. You end up being a barker if you yeah. don't. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Like work it's hard. It's a vicarious like, <laughs> thing through them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Or what? And I just felt like I didn't have that maturity yet to be able mm-hmm. to do that. And and I also didn't know if I wanted to do that. Right. And so had kind of you know explored around things like that. Had a GA opportunity. Was really close with the uh, athletic director at Carbondale at the time, who was Jerry Kill. Was able to. He called me. I called him like January of my senior year. 
or I had actually met with him this summer going into my senior year. And he was like, call me in January. Like, we'll talk about it. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. You know, get through your senior year, whatever. Called him in January. And I was like, okay, like, think I think I want to be a GA. Like they had the program I wanted. Um, SIU is like, you know, kind of home to me, um, my, my family being there, stuff like that. And so um, ended up working out and he was like, oh, let me check. I'll check back with you tomorrow. Like to see what spots we have opening. And he said marketing. And I was like, what? I was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <Right. laughs> yeah. Looks like yeah. we're taking a marketing job. Right. Hey, right. looks like, yeah. And it was funny because I being at D- Damon was a smaller school. You get really, really, really close with like your, your teachers and your classmates, things like that. And I was like, I literally had just had a debate with my market, like my sports marketing teacher. I was like, I don't understand this class because like, I don't think that people should be convinced to have to go to sporting games. Like it's sports. Like I, we all love it. Like, what am I, what's the point of this class? Yeah. <laughs> and like, obviously it was like respectful banter and things <laughs> like that. But um, yeah. And she was just like, just wait and see. There's a lot to it. Blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah. So then I kind of was like, well, this is a full circle, like jokes on me. And then yeah, ended up, ended up at SIU. I got to really learn about the athletic department. Like I, we were in meetings with, we're in meetings with the ADs, we're in meetings with SWAs, you're not only like learning kind of the, the infrastructure, the flow, things like that, but then also I was able to have women's basketball as one of my like sports mm. and like what not, you know, a responsibility of shedding light and highlighting and making it a women's basketball team look great and things like that. And then working with the Dobo to highlight, you know, their fast break club, you know, making it, you know, filling the stands, like doing things like that. Um, And yeah. so, and I had just kind of caught myself sitting in the arena during practice every so like probably every day doing work. Yeah. And it's like your, your body clock doesn't change after playing basketball for so long. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, that three to six yeah. is like in your, yeah. That you it's, just mentally you're like, yeah. Right. Summer, summer, you're like, let's, let's go. Like, let's get big. Let's you know, so much energy, like balls, like you're just whatever. And then I think then season hits and you really like, I'm locked in during the winter, like this and that. And then, and it was just, it was so like weird. Cause I was like, okay. Um, also had had an opportunity to actually go coach high school with college coach that had just left the business who had actually recruited me um, way back in the day. Her name's Kat Martin. And I went and coached with her actually drove to St. Louis, <laughs> a, a GA. Um, so made the two hour trek and coached at Westminster in uh, St. Louis. And it was, it was a really awesome. And I was like, yeah, I think, I think this might be it for me things like that and I knew if I was going to do it it needed to be college and stuff like that and and uh yeah then we COVID happened so that's like kind of a scratch of a year and during COVID was really when I got involved with Rising Coaches um started my own podcast just really used that time to everyone missed their jobs and so I had reached out to um people that were in jobs that I thought I wanted and I just said like hey like can you tell me about your job and can we talk about like so-and-so and and whatever. And, and then obviously kind of having the podcast called women in sports, it was still kind of heavy basketball, but it also kind of was obviously very full circle of, of women in um, sporting roles in the, in the business. Yeah. And um, yeah. So then kind of just use that as a tool to kind of prepare myself and, and chip away at, you know, um, doing my homework. And I think the biggest thing that people say is like, what's the networking term? It's not who you know, it's who knows you. Who knows you? Yeah, it's not who, yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So like the biggest thing I think I had really learned through that time was like, it wasn't like all the people I knew, you know, like I can say I know, you know, Alan Major, but like I just, you know, met you 40 minutes ago, like, and things like that. We had this experience together, but like, are you, you're not going to hire me off that. (laughs) So I think with that, like, it was just really, really, really cool to to kind of just kind of dig in and, and build relationships. But like I wanted it to be two way. Like I wanted it to be like, you yeah. know, this person's hiring me because they feel like I'm equipped and they want me to be a part of something that they're doing and they know me and they've, you know, kind of built this, this relationship and things like that. And so I was like the safest role that's not coaching, but in basketball is a dobo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be an ops girl. I'm very organized. I'm gonna do it. So yeah. um, that was kind of spreadsheet life right there. <sighs> I yeah. didn't even realize how, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I was like, I was born for this. Like, wow. Yeah. And so that was kind of what I focused on. And I had obviously met some really awesome people had Shimmy Gray Miller on my women in sports podcast. And she is like one of the greatest human beings ever. 
I recommend just like following her on Instagram or Twitter. Like she's just so insightful, like pours into everybody. And she was like, didn't know her, had just had her on my podcast. And she kind of called me the and said, Hey, that was really awesome. Like we had a podcast about like getting fired because our podcast was about like real shit and mm-hmm. you know, like the hard yeah, parts no of of right. life. And and she was like, we need more people that talk about that stuff because no one yeah, does, yeah. no one knows. Like it's this whole, like, you know, exactly. cause it is a really like, you know, it's a really intimate situation and, and things like that, obviously very high emotions. And she was like, that's really cool. That you guys did that and things like that. And and then she was like, how can I help you? And I was like, you know what? Like, I was like, I think I want to be a Dobo. Like, that'd be really cool. Like if you have any like Dobo friends that would just like literally meet with me and tell me about their job. Mm-hmm. you know tell me like what skills I need to be a good dobo tell me how to be like what is like what goes what goes into it had connected me with a couple um and I had already kind of through rising coaches had connected with a couple and one of them was the dobo at Minnesota Melissa Means. I'd say hey Thursday night at four o'clock can we just like you know sit on the phone and, and you kind of go through your job and and things mm-hmm. like that. And she was like, Oh, I miss my job. Like, I'd love to talk about it. And she'd been at Auburn, Texas Tech, like she's not Minnesota, like she had been, she yeah. had really taken the dobo, like she'd only been a dobo. And so she was like a professional dobo. And right. I was like, why right. not learn from the best? So that was really cool. And then those like kind of hour on the phones turned into like FaceTiming, they were, you know, going through an adoption process and all this other stuff. And, and mm-hmm. I kind of really started to get more than just like being a dobo. I met her wife. I met her daughter. Like it was just like, it was just really cool. Didn't think I was going to get a job at Miss. I'm not like, oh yeah, she's going to like, I'm saying all the right things. Like I'm, you know, I'm doing it. Like no, but there is no jobs. It's COVID. Like there's nothing. Athletic departments are like, see ya. Like, right. No, for sure. Entry level by like, that's not happening. So that was just, you know, I kind of just kept doing it and, and kind of, you know, I was finishing my master's online, had moved to Denver. So I was just kind of hustling and doing that. And, and um, like I said, just making sure, you know, I was just doing my homework and and making sure when anything was ready, like I was kind of ready to go. And then I, through Rising Coaches, was able to work the Dos Equis three-on-three tournament that they nice. do. Yeah, yeah. So nice. then ended up, um, obviously, it's still being COVID. It was in Indus- Indianapolis. So Adam sent me, sent me out there. It was obviously a really good experience. No coaches are there. You know, we literally are, are in a bubble just like within the three on three people <laughs> literally in my hotel room. And Melissa had called me and she was like, she's like, Hey, she's like, so we have this position that our athletic department is like reinstating essentially. Don't think the title thinks that you're any like not qualified or anything like that. But like, we have this, like basically like this graduate intern position Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a GA. You don't have to take class. You get paid. And, but it's kind of like it, this, there's 23 spots in the athletic department um, that you kind of get to experience this and that blah, 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 kind of those entry level, like into yeah. the big 10. Right. Um, right. And she was like, and we have one of them on our staff. I would love for you um, to apply if you, you know, if you, if you want that. And I was like, I don't care if my title is like golden. Yeah. Retainer. Like I don't right. care. Right. Like I get to be on a staff with Lindsay Whalen. <laughs> yeah. And great like, school, great league, like amazing school, amazing yeah. league. Like some of the best women's college basketball in the country, no in doubt. the in the world. Like oh, and yeah. I was like, I get to like be a sponge to all of these people. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't I didn't know anybody on staff personally except Melissa. Um, I get to learn from Melissa, somebody mm-hmm. who, you know, I, I already know that like knows my heart. I know her heart. Like I was like, I, yeah, like, I don't know if I'm going to get it. I don't, whatever, like, cool. Like I'm living in Denver, whatever, like mm-hmm. absolutely. And then had applied, kind of gone through it, um, ended up obviously getting it, accepting it. And then the day I accepted my job, Melissa had called me and she, cause they had an assistant coaching vacancy that they were, they were hiring for. And she said, you're, you're never going to guess who took who like accepted the assistant coaching job and I was like I was like I don't know anybody like I don't pretend to know people I'm like right right who (laughs) (laughs) and um and she said shimmy and I was like no way um so shimmy had then was coming from Clemson was going to be an assistant at Minnesota was the reason why I knew minute like knew Melissa yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. there um and it was just like the coolest thing ever got there and just like I said was a sponge like Mm -hmm teach me everything. I want to learn everything. I want to, you know, obviously like do my job to the best of my ability. Like if my job is to do clock every day, like it's going to be the best freaking clock. Yeah. I'm counting. Yeah. yeah. What flavor flavor Gatorade you guys want today? Like done. 
like yes literally done like I yeah yeah, exactly like I had like the mints organized the pens the expo markers the The tip round round tip like what chewing gum gums over here yeah yes she's a big mint she's a big mint person um and so 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 we had all the mints Um, I was like holding all their rings I had like millions of dollars of jewelry on my hands every day yeah yeah (laughs) with our coaching staff I was like you guys trust me this much yeah yeah anything music was set the second they walked out of the locker room like play like it every Mm -hmm. like I was like I'm not too big or too small for any task like no way but then also knew that I was gonna have to put in some more time than just obviously my responsibilities if I wanted to learn more and at that point I was really intrigued in the recruiting process Carly Thibault Dudanis was our associate head coach and I was just creative and and I felt like the one thing that I think a lot of the big shift in basketball is the graphics. It is the media. It is yeah. the NIL stuff. Content. It is yeah. the the recruiting process is like, especially at that level, like you have to be on point. You have to, you know, make these kids feel really special, but be authentic through that. It's no longer a visit. It's, it's an experience now. Yeah. It can't be, a, it can't be just a visit anymore. Like it's gotta nope. be an experience. Yeah. And you have to wow mom. You have to wow AAU coach. You have to. <laughs> right. You have to have a Minnesota coloring book for little brother. Like I just was like, how can I think of this like full blown experience? We like, I would clip up practice each week, send to send to the kid. If the kid didn't care, I'd send it to dad and be like, Hey, we're working on our, you know, secondary break. We're working on Mm -hmm. this, blah, blah, blah. I just was trying to think of ways of like, I was like, Carly, like anything that your dream is of like being, having recruiting material, like I'll help you do that. And so that's what I kind of did. And and then when it kind of came to playing, like I I know like scouts are very detailed, very, especially at that level. You have you have seven three level scores on a bench. You oh, have yeah. like right. everybody can score. Everyone is the best. And you in the play sets and the minds, the the basketball IQ minds, things like that. And that's so time consuming. And so I just kind of came to came to I went to Shimmy and I went to Kelly and I was like, how can I, how can I help with your scouts? How can I help with learning how to do scouts, learning segments of it. Like, what can I take off your plate that, you know, obviously isn't like, you know, the, 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 the big, like, what's going to be the way that we, we beat this team. Like that's not coming from the intern. Yeah. So I did like, just, I did like, I draw, I drew all their plays. I did help with, you know, kind of watching plays, things like that, just kind of getting into the motion of that um, for, you know, different coaches, things like that, bouncing ideas. Like, like, I think like Shimmy's really cool because she is so like, she knows that there she's in like an everyday learner. Like she just wants to learn, learn, learn. Um, and I'm like mm-hmm. so inspired by her, like through that. And she would like, she'd be like, E, like, how can I get to these players? You know, we kind of started going through it and, and she's like, you know what, it, as you being kind of closer to their age, cause I literally was their age or right. like, cause of the COVID year, it kind of like, I was like propelled yeah. and they were like delayed. <laughs> so yeah, no, like, some yeah. of the girls on the team, like we were the same age, like, um, right. and things right. like that. And, um, and she was like, if you know, how am I like as a position coach, like, do you feel like this is inspiring? Do you like whatever? And, and she was so cool and kind of bringing me along through that. And then to like what she kind of did, um, with her, just her position group, like she's just so creative things like that. And then just also too, like I said, you can't forget of like your day-to-day tasks. So like Mm -hmm. always going to Melissa first thing in the morning, like always going to like, how can I help? Like, how can I be better? Like, you know, cause I, cause I did think I wanted to be a Dobo and stuff like that. And then definitely got bit by the coaching bug, like hard at Minnesota, (laughs) real, real, real hard, like real hard. Um, like I said, but I don't think it would have been the case if I wasn't poured into, um, the way, Absolutely. The way I was there. There's three things that ring out while you're talking. And I love it is, is one, you invested in relationships with no expectations. Right. And I think sometimes in our business, doesn't matter men or women there, you know, people invest in relationships with the hope of like, mm-hmm. will I get something back? And you just invested in relationships with no like, just for the the sheer authenticity of investing in relationships with no expectation. So that's one thing that like is ringing through what you're saying. The second thing that's ringing through that I love and what you're saying, and it's missing sometimes in our business is how can I help? Right? Like there, you, 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 your, your job to you, your job description is one word, whatever. Yep. Right. So as you were kind of <laughs> as you were kind of coming along, right? And again, sometimes like people kind of do this with their hands, like I, you know, that's the Dobo's 
job or that's oh, the yes. grab, grab managers. You know, it's like, oh, yo, man, like you have the same logo on I, as I do or what? Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. So sometimes that gets lost, especially as maybe people ascend in the higher levels, you know, that gets. Or the logo changes. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. People be, yeah, so they the, change. The investment of relationships, awesome, because you're not, you've been doing it with no expectations. Your four words, which is basically like you could literally start making gear and your own logo line of how can I help, you know, yeah. hats, hoodies, whatever. Like you could literally Better. start. That's been your mantra, how, right? There you and go. Then, no, actually. <laughs> and then the third thing, then the third thing is you, I've never once heard you say have to. Everything you said has been loaded with get to. <laughs> Thank you. No, <laughs> yeah. seriously. I have not yeah. one, and, and sometimes again, guys are like, ah, I have to, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. You've never once have I heard you in this time we've been sharing say, well, I had to do this at this role, and I had. It's like you have said, get to over and over and over again. I get to do this. I get to learn. I got to do this. Like those three things. Like I'm gonna say it because a lot of people don't say it. There's not enough of that in our business. You know, there's yeah. there's, and I love ambition. I'm all for ambition. I'm all for chasing whatever, but there is also a space that sometimes gets lost in these three things that I just mentioned, you know, authentic relationships, just because dot, 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 period. Who cares what's on the other end? Mm -hmm. Just because how can I help? Right. What's the, what, you know, you walk in the building, like what's going to help us beat the other team by one point. And I don't care what it looks like. Yeah. And then the third thing is like, get to over have to like, Whoever's listening to this, if they don't get anything else and they they carry those three things forward, I'm telling you, like they're going to you're going to you're going to get what you want in this profession if you live by those three things. And so I just love that, you know, everything you said just kind of hovers around those three concepts. I I love it. Yeah, I appreciate that. I was going to say, and, and those three concepts, honestly, kind of even got her into a um, how I mentioned I wanted to kind of save it for a little bit at the end. Most recently, just got a promotion. Promotion, excuse nice. me. Um, she was talking about how she wanted to be Adobo long-term, and then the coaching bug got her. She got a, got a big step up at Buffalo and to be the assistant coach now. So, yeah. um, obviously, you know, what you're doing is great, and it definitely worked out for you. And I want to talk. I know, obviously, uh, we'll be respectful of your time kind of get a little real quick, but I just wanted to ask one more question and we'll get to our final segment with our quick hitters, but I'm going to act like I don't know you and like we haven't worked before and just talk to us a little bit about rising coaches, you know, how, if that has sparked your come up in the basketball industry and and give us a little insight on that and what all you do as well. Rising coaches. I don't even actually like know what I do because I've just, I've done done everything. Neither do I. Yeah, Um, Figuring it out as we go. (laughs) <laughs> I like, I definitely do believe like I would not be in the position that I'm in without rising coaches. But I think the biggest thing is, uh, like I went into rising coaches with how can I help? Like, how can I make this better? How, what go. do you need? Um, things like that. So it's actually, it's actually kind of a fluke because I was finishing my master's. Um, and I had a really awesome internship boss when I was a senior in college and I had stayed in touch with her. Um, she had actually known Brandon Rosenthal. They went to college together and she was wow. like, e, she was like, I have a, a friend from college. He is kind of starting this like basketball coaches, like kind of something that I think would be like a, a cool fit for you. Um, Cause I needed an internship. It was literally the dead of COVID. And I was a sports, like, you know, I was a sports admin masters. So it needed to be kind of like some higher level work. Um, yeah. I couldn't just go, you know, I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> And so literally had a call with Adam and we connected and it was just kind of hit it off right away. And, and he was like, Hey, I'm like kind of running. <laughs> Everyone knows Adam, but he's like, I'm just kind of running this company. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> like, like, I just don't really know like what. Right. And so they just like, they needed help. They needed organization. They needed, you know, they needed um, people to just kind of get things moving and, and have a, have a process. And that was like my wheelhouse. I was like, yes, yeah, absolutely. Sure. So kind of went through that. And I think the biggest thing was just, I wanted to, I wanted to do my job really well since I didn't, 
since I didn't have like a quote unquote direct like job title or description, I wanted to just be as helpful and productive as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I went into everything of like, Adam is like the most like intuitive, intellectual thinking, like he has like, he's light years ahead, has so many ideas. And I would have to be like, okay, this is the end product. We want to start an equality inclusion night. Um, obviously we weren't doing this during COVID, but just for an example, we want to do this equality inclusion. This is something that's really big on our hearts. It's really like, we're really passionate about. It's something that like we've done the work for Mm -hmm. and we have the name and the, the stature behind, like, it's not just like some random company, like target doing an equality inclusion night. It's like target, what are you doing? Like, no, like we felt like we were kind of in a place to like really make things happen. Um, and so just small example for that is like okay there's this big dream big goal and then I just kind of help break down like okay this is the plan and then we would meet on hey this is what I think the plan is this is what I think you know and then Adam would be like okay this is this is the breakdown this is you know we have so many months to do this we have to get this done and so that was like that was the other thing is just like um I just kind of did stuff and was working and and things like that was able to kind of start the podcast um and that was like super uncomfortable for me because like that this isn't this isn't natural for me believe it or not I can't I tell like, I was yeah. with Doug last night I was like, oh, guys, uh-huh. literally I would have not slept last night <laughs> like, yeah I can't I'm tell texting, I'm texting him and he's like hey yeah like 15 minutes and I was like oh okay <laughs> um because I would have just been you know losing it um I think that comes obviously with experience I think it comes with you know being comfortable like speaking in sure. front of you know 15 players in your staff and, yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I guess just rising coaches wise, like just poured in, poured in, poured in. And like, I, like, like I said, I didn't just was like, how can, what, what is this doing for me? Cause at that point it like, wasn't, it was literally just an internship. Yeah, You have no way of knowing. Right. No and way. so, and so my internship was ending and I was like, Hey, okay. Can you sign off on my last, like I did my hours. Um, and then I was like, this was like, great. I don't really know. You know, and Adam was like, yeah, no, like you're not leaving. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Adam, like I live in a studio apartment in Denver. Like I'm hustling. I'm nanny. I work at a preschool. Like what? Like, what do you mean? I'm in my master's. Like, you know, um, and he was like, yeah, no, like we're like, you're going to be employee, like number one, like you're gonna be like our first like salaried employee. We're going to figure it out, blah, blah, blah. And at that point, the company was like, really took off. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was like, wow, this is really cool. And so, yeah, that was just kind of, kind of did that and and was in it and and then was able to kind of still still help with like special events and, and special like data quality and inclusion. Um, every single one of those pins was on my living room floor. I enveloped literally all of them, stamped all of them, like as an intern at Minnesota, like was doing all of this, like on top of that. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. It was just like, you have things that you're passionate about, you have a heart for. Um, and I think too, like building that relationship, like with Adam, Andy and, and Brandon, and then anybody else that came along and said, Hey, I want to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, how can I give them a great experience so that they have the same heart for rising coaches that I do? Because I do think the idea behind, like, there needs to be more good people in this industry rings sure. very true. No doubt. Um, and I think that when when you have these young kids or, or people that are getting into the business, like when they have good experiences, it's easier for them to be those good people. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, yeah. I think so often like the ego check of like, well, this was my experience and now I get to be mean to so-and-so or, or like order my yeah. managers around because I got ordered around as a manager and like, you right. have to cut that shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The abuser can't be abused. Can't yeah. become the abuser. I'm like, you should like want to come to your manager with like a teaching heart of like, because you didn't have that. You got like the cuss out because the talk was wrong or going off on the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just kind of the mindset of like, I just want to be like, I want to be like so far ahead and, and, and making sure that, you know, everyone feels like, you know, they belong, they have a purpose, even if it is just wiping the floor and giving our players water. Like I want them to know, like, we appreciate no you. Like invaluable hard, like exactly. Can't win um, without you. Yeah. And I think rising coaches just surrounded me with people that were like that. And that was, that was the only thing I knew in the business was, you know, that people had good hearts and mm-hmm. poured into each other and loved on their players and had nothing to do with X's and O's had right. nothing to do with, we didn't, I did not learn any, that, not saying that rising coaches does not have that because they do have a plethora of a platform. I'd like to Shout just out. a little plug. Yep. 
Give but Will's me personally, yes, me personally, yeah, all the exes. I literally go back now because I'm like, gosh, <laughs> I didn't want to be a coach back then, but good thing I know all these people. So I like call Jimmy Oakman. I'm like, uh, so this uh, ATO, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, and so just like things like that, that like I, you know, it had it had never been X's and O's ever, and things like that, and and that's just kind of kind of my experience with rising coaches and and to just be plugged into a community of people, but also like pouring out into them as well. Like mm-hmm. feeling like Doug, you hit me up and I was just like, I don't have an answer necessarily, but like I might have something. Um yeah. and, and that's oh, just, yeah. you know, just kind of just doing that. And, and and if I didn't if I wasn't able to help somebody, I'd be like, hey, I, I don't know anything of yet, but like noted, like, you know, I'll keep yeah. you in mind. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously the uh, the hard work, connections, and everything, like we said, is paying off. You're you're moving up in the ranks and not wanting to be in a coach. Now you're an assistant coach, and now you know you caught the bug. Yeah. But um, one thing we'll do to just to kind of wrap things up, we'll get to the final segment here. We have a three quick hitters. They're just three, um, you know, basic questions. Answer them in a, in a quick, short response. Um, kind of like a, you, you've seen probably Family Feud. You know, they, they have a timer yeah. ticking down and they're like, all right, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I'm not so good at got, these things this morning. Well, <laughs> no, we no, no, the, there's no. We won't have no, the timer. Oh, yeah, okay, we, good. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we won't yeah, have the timer. The, that gives you, that the, gives you pressure. The X and the buzzer won't pop up on the screen. Yeah. So, yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're good. Um, but, but what we'll do, I'll ask you these three quick questions. And then we have one question at the very end that we like to ask for everybody. But for the three quick hitters, so what's the one thing that motivates you the most to work hard? Not to make this like religious or anything, but I think, you know, obviously for the Lord, um, making sure, you know, flowing through like that always, um, you know, sure. just being like God centered, yeah. God first of, you know, it's, it's way bigger than me. Um, but I also think like how I was raised, um, definitely like my parents, very hardworking, um, you know, doing things the right way, doing the little things, picking up the trash. And mm-hmm. if you're walking by it, um, you know, things like that. So, so definitely I would say, you know, just kind of making sure to, um, be very Christ-centered and, and definitely with, with the way I was raised of just, you know, you know, pick up, pick up your, your pail and, and go get to work. Yeah. Yeah. I oh. like that. Okay. Your favorite book that you have or want to read? I should My say favorite? probably have read. Where's the plug? Where's the plug? My girl, Julie. <laughs> we'll give a, daily, there we go. Daily wisdom plug. Daily wisdom. She's plug. got it right um, next to her too. Of course I do. Um, yes, I think. Oh, is that um, the, that's the coach's journal? Uh, is that the coach's journal deal or no? This no, is, so this else. is, no, no, you're good. So this is um, one of my really good friends, Julie, who I met, like I kind of through COVID. She's at Clemson right now, um, is literally amazing. She started this company called Ball is Psych. Um, she's literally around like kind of the same age as me. So like, she's incredible. Um, mm. But it's basically just 365 days. Cause I don't want to set myself up for failure and be like, I'm going to read a book during season. Okay. Yeah. You're not about right. that. We're not KYP. Got to, got to know your play. Know no your doubt. Right. Um, and so I love this because you just, I, you keep it on your desk, your players walk in, they open it. They, you know, we read, I read them to them sometimes. Um, yeah. that's definitely one of them. Um, and then I'm reading, I am reading kind of like, a another book that's like, I keep on the side, um, that I read before bed, but I can't remember the, 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 the name of it, to be honest. That's the worst part is I've had multiple <laughs> of those people are like, what are you reading? I'm like, I, Oops. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell, this I'll one, tell this you what, like I'll tell you all about it. it. I'll tell you yes. when I finish it. <laughs> this one, this one's definitely, yeah. I did. And I did just finish actually last season. I was reading um, like on planes and stuff like that. And I finished 11 rings and like, Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's was, legit. that was a, I was like, I want to be like him. <laughs> yeah. So that was a really good book. Um, Just, yeah. That's, that was a good one too. Perfect. And then Last one for this. So the chance of anyone alive in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Coach, anybody? It could be a coach. It could be anybody. Phil Jackson. That's done. Yeah, probably. That, that was easy. That was yes. easy. Literally, okay. yes. Yes. Because I was just going back and looking through notes that I had taken on his book because I was like, if I ever do want to be a coach, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I ever, yeah. have, you read, have you read Sacred Hoops? I haven't yet. No. So do I need a, to? That's his, that's his first one. Okay. So that, yes. that kind of goes through like him, you know, really kind of putting his mindset together. So the okay. 11 rings is actually a result of sacred hoops. Okay. I love that. So find yes. sacred hoops and you'll see why Phil is Phil. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I will definitely be reading that. Yeah. Because I think that man is just like, and my high school coach was like, he was like, basketball is spiritual. Like Mm -hmm. basketball is like, and I didn't grow up like that. Like in that kind of, like, I kind of came into my faith like later and, and, um, and I was like, and he's like, you work really hard. And then the ball just falls. It just drops for you. Yeah. The connection. Yeah. The connectivity piece. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then kind of, then I read 11 rings and how much he did with like Dennis Rodman and the mindfulness and like, you think yeah. about like Michael Jordan being the competing, like the competitor, the discipline, but then also like, Hey, no, like we're going to meditate right now. Like mm-hmm. he was just oh, yeah, so yeah. cutting edge. He was just so like, and I'm definitely so like, they joke, they make fun of me all the time. Like I'm very like granola, like, no, like no <laughs> straws, please. Like, can we limit the plastic bottles? Like, let's just, <laughs> right. Right. You know, got to recycle in your office. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. no, no. Like let's like, and the breathing exercises, like <laughs> no, find, things find like that. Sac- that is fine. Find sacred hoops. And that's the DNA of Phil Jackson. That book. Okay. Done. Yeah. Done on, it'll be ordered on Amazon right after this. <laughs> yeah. No, you'll, you'll get, you'll get through that one quickly. So awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. Love that. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad this is a, this is a two way. Like I'm learning so much. Yeah, no, no. Hey, learn here at, rising, from this. at rising coaches, as you know, it's like exactly. educate, educate, inspire, and challenge. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the three things we want to kind of keep doing with this pod is educate because you can get X's and O's anywhere. So it's really yeah, not about yeah. X's and O's with this pod. It's, mm-hmm. it's authenticity. It's storytelling. It's, it's shared experiences, shared suffering, the whole deal. So, yeah. but through all that, let's educate, inspire, and challenge at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, just like a little nugget that I just got from literally what you just said is like, if you don't have relationships, if you don't, you know, have a bond, even just with your players or you love people well, like they don't, they're not going to listen to the X's and O's. For sure. No doubt so about it. You could literally just have the the greatest play in the world drawn up. And if yeah. that person, if that's not, if it's not there, it's not there. Yeah, exactly um, right. So yeah, no that's that, that's huge for sure. So well, this was fun. And Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that's actually a perfect because the, the the final question we always ask for everybody on here is what's your best piece of advice? And you kind of touched maybe you have something else, but best piece of advice for young rising coaches and and uh, how can they accomplish that? Um, yeah, I'd say do your job. Do your just do. Make sure you do your job because I think. Young people, when they do get the opportunity, it's so loud. It's so like, we're so worried about what that person's doing or what that person's yeah. doing on staff or like, it's so difficult because it's really freaking hard to win. Mm-hmm. Um, our associate head coach, JC Brooks says that every single day, like it's yeah, really yeah. Freaking hard to win a single basketball game. And I think no people doubt. forget that. So for the common listeners, leave for us sure. alone. Very hard. Um, but yeah, hard. like I think that that for me, um, is just like, really make sure you, you you know, focus on yourself, obviously, what can I do to help? Um, but that, that's a big one right there. That's great. Yeah. Love it. That's great. Well, yeah. Does anybody have, before we get to our closing remarks, anybody have any final comments or we can, uh, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Aaron, I just want to say thank you again. I mean, your, your big three just kind of splattered all over the screen. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, invest in relationships with no expectations. How can I help and get to versus have to? So you're, you're, you're not only talking that you're living that and sky's the limit, my friend. It shows. Yeah. Keep, uh, keep grinding, keep grinding. We got the best game in the world. So we're glad you're a part of it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And Doug Allen, I'm so glad this is like, you're continuing on this legacy um, like I said, lifelong learners, like everyone needs to be, um, I'm so glad this worked out and, um, I'm so glad y'all invited me on. So yeah, this is all because of you. Thank you. (laughs) And that is it for us today with rising coaches. Again, really want to make sure to thank Aaron Sanat for being on this call today, sharing your experiences with us, with us. And I also want to thank our wonderful listeners. Um, that does it for another episode of the rising coaches podcast. Again, I'm your host, Doug Caputo alongside Alan major. Keep working and keep rising, coaches. Video analysis is expensive, and I'm sure your budget isn't getting much bigger. Fulcrum Tech is here to help. Used by basketball teams at all levels from D1, D2, D3, all the way to high school. Their Angles product is similar to what you know and allows you to code, capture, and analyze with ease. All you have to do is import the raw video 
and Synergy with just the click of a mouse. Over the past two years, over 60% of their D1 teams and conferences, such as the SEC, Pac-12, American, A-10, or even the NBC, just to name a few, have made the postseason. All this while saving thousands and thousands of dollars a year compared to their old companies. Because let's be honest, who doesn't want to save more money? All you have to do is reach out to at Fulcrum Tech on Twitter or reach out to their sales at sales at fulcrumtech.com via email and be sure to mention if you are a Rising Coaches member or the Rising Coaches podcast. Do more, spend less with Fulcrum Tech. I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in with us this episode. If you are not a member, want more content, or even be a potential member on our member spotlight to have your story heard, go visit risingcoaches.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Rising Coaches. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and review so we can continue to keep rising together.